Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading altogether. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you tips that you can use today. I am here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Episode 69, how, to incorpor- how do I incorporate best literacy practices into my math instruction? The goal of this episode is to give you tangible tools for embedding evidence-based literacy instruction into your math blog. Welcome to this episode of the Reading Teacher's Playbook. Before we jump into the episode, I want to take a moment to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and for allowing me to walk alongside you as you grow as a literacy teacher. I consider it an honor to be one of your teaching besties. But we know that the best relationships have an equal measure of give and take. I give to you by taking time to bring these episodes to you, and you give to me and to yourself by listening and taking action on what you've, what you've heard. Another way that you can give back is by taking time to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more people find the podcast, which in turn helps me to support even more people. Okay, now let's jump into the reason you're here, which is to get some actionable tips that will help you help your students. This is the third episode in our mini-series, Literacy Across Content Areas. Over the last two episodes, we talked all about what it means to be literate, why literacy instruction is everyone's problem, and what students need in order to become proficient readers. We've also tackled how to embed evidence-based literacy instruction into our science and social studies block. In today's episode, we will talk about how to embed evidence-based literacy instruction into our math block. Let's start by recapping what students need in order to be proficient readers. In order for students to be proficient readers, they need to be able to decode words accurately and automatically, read connected text with appropriate fluency, understand vocabulary and know what to do when they don't, make meaning of text and know what to do if it breaks down, be motivated to continue. This recap serves as the what of what needs to be embedded into your math block. I'm not saying that all components need to be present, but part of our time together today will help you identify which components are going to give you the highest leverage and opportunities to practice in these content areas. So before we begin with my recommendations, I want you to take a moment to think about your math block through this lens and ask yourself, which components have you already inadvertently worked on with your students and which have you already seamlessly worked in? I'm asking this because oftentimes in education, we are working from a deficit model of what is missing or what we're not doing. And as you have experienced, this mindset does very little to motivate us. It actually depletes us and keeps us stuck. So if I had to guess, some of the areas that you are already working on during math are reading connected text with appropriate fluency, 
You're doing this when you read the text out loud to students and have them follow along. This, believe it or not, is considered a research-based approach for modeling, modeling fluency, and it's also considered a research-based approach for students to work on their fluency. You're doing this. Um, you're also helping students understand vocabulary and know what to do when they don't. You are doing this when you preview academic vocabulary with students and talk about the definitions in advance so that they're better able to decode um, the words and know what they mean. And then you're also doing this, you're also helping students make meaning of text and know what to do if it breaks down. And you're doing this when you chunk a multi-step math, math problem and focus on and help students think about what they have read so far. Let's recap. We talked about what students need to become proficient readers and named which areas you were already working on during your math block and how. Now let's talk about why it's important to embed evidence-based literacy practices into your math block. In our time together, we have defined being literate as the ability to read, write, speak, and understand in a way that allows someone to function in their everyday life. We also talked about the fact that a student's life does not magically start when they graduate high school, meaning that there is a certain level of functional literacy required of them in their everyday life right now. Let's take, let's take an airplane view of why students need evidence-based literacy instruction during their math block. One, students need to be able to read and understand the word problems they will encounter. Two, students need to be able to understand what the problem is asking them to solve, as well as identify key details, as well as unnecessary ones. Three, they need to be able to visualize the different parts of the problem in order to solve them. All of these processes will be helped by embedding evidence-based instruction into our math block. One, students need to be able to read and understand the word problems that they will encounter. A student's inability to read and understand what the word problem is telling them, as well as what it is, what it is, what is required for them to solve it, will hinder their ability to feel successful. Explicit instruction in how to fluently read and understand word problems is vital to student success. Now let's unpack the second reason students need evidence-based literacy instruction during their math block. Students need to be able to understand what the problem is asking them to, asking them to solve as well as identify key details and identify the unnecessary details as well. This requires explicit instruction and determining importance, which is connected to their ability to determine the main idea and key details of the word problems. Finally, let's look at the third reason that students need evidence-based literacy instruction during their math block. Students need to be able to visualize the different parts of the problem in order to solve them. This requires knowledge of an instruction and instruction of academic vocabulary. This also requires that students are able to decode the vocabulary words. Let's recap. We talked about the three reasons that you should embed evidence-based literacy instruction into your math block. The reasons, the three reasons were, one, students need to be able to read and understand the word problems that they will encounter. Two, students need to be able to understand what the problem is asking them to solve, as well as identify key details and unnecessary details. And three, students need to be able to visualize the different parts of the word problem in order to solve them. Now that we've talked about the what and why of embedding evidence-based literacy practices into our math block, let's talk about how to do this. 
In order to do this, we are going to revisit the components that students need in order to be proficient readers. Then I will address some ways that you can embed this, these evidence-based practices into your math block. Please keep in mind that I am not suggesting that you try to embed all of these at once. My vision for you would be to see what suggestions are made here and then based on your unique classroom and their needs, incorporating them in tandem with what you were already doing in your literacy block. Let's start with the first one, which is a student's ability to decode words accurately and automatically. By the time students reach third grade, they are entering the realm of multisyllabic words. They are also encountering words that contain Latin and Greek roots. Being aware of these two facts will help you help your students proficiently decode academic vocabulary. One way to embed explicit decoding instruction is to look at those content area specific vocabulary words. Think about how to teach students to either apply syllable division skills to them and or morphology. Here is an example word from a third grade uh, math curriculum. So we have the word congruent. Teach students how to first label the vowels in the first syllable, then um, have them label the consonants, and finally decide where to divide the word. The word congruent would be divided into three syllables, con, gru, ent. You could also discuss which syllables are, are closed versus open and why. These were all tips discussed in the previous episode. In this episode, I would like to add that once you have modeled how to divide the word into syllables, you will then model how to blend them in, in a choral practice. So if, for example, you would have shown them how to divide congruent, and then you would model blending that congruent, congruent. And you would do that with several words, modeling that in a choral reading approach. You may not feel like you have time to do this with all the words that students will encounter, so reserve this practice for the words you think will be the most challenging for your students to decode. This will do two things. One, help them decode this word. Two, see the transfer of skills they are learning in word study to another content area and how it applies there as well. Now let's talk about the second component that students need to become proficient readers, which is to, be, to read connected text with appropriate fluency. The goal of fluency is to read with accuracy, appropriate rate, and expression. It's not about how fast students read. After pre-teaching the words that students might struggle with, it is time to model fluency for students. Read the problem out loud with an appropriate phrasing, then have students cool read the problem along with you and or echo read the problem with you. Finally, have students partner read the problem or read it to themselves. In doing this, you are not only working on fluency, you are modeling rereading problems. This would be a great strategy to use with a problem that you think is going to require multiple readings. The third component that students need in order to become proficient readers is to understand vocabulary and know what to do when they don't. One way to deepen vocabulary knowledge is to help students read the word via the decoding strategies we already discussed. Another way is to use the turn and talk opportunities mentioned in the last episode. This sentence stem supported approach allows students to use vocabulary words for an authentic task. Lastly, have students write about what they learned in math using academic vocabulary will also, as this will also deepen vocabulary knowledge. Studies show that when we write something down, it helps us to better solidify our learning. Combining this with summarizing what was learned that day will help students to deepen their understanding of mathematical 
processes, as well as solidifying academic vocabulary knowledge. The fourth component that students need in order to become proficient readers is to make meaning of text and know what to do if it breaks down. This is actually an area where math teachers are already ahead of the game. But I want to take time to name it here because it's an important strategy. One thing math teachers often do is provide students with a framework for solving a word problem. One that I had my students use was to identify what the question was asking, pull out any unnecessary information or cross it out, um, identify the correct operation or operations, and then solve and check the problem. You could provide students with a graphic organizer or simply provide them an acronym. This is akin to a story map or reverse mapping in RLA. Using this also helps students to determine what is most important, which is paramount in solving math problems. The fifth component students need in order to become proficient readers is to be motivated to continue and know when to ask for help. Math and reading are hot-button hot subjects for students, and they often feel pretty strongly about their ability to see themselves as good at math or not. I bring this up because part of these mindsets stem from their ability to feel successful when it comes to math. Incorporating the practices mentioned above will not only help them to practice much-needed literacy skills, it will also help them to feel successful in math, which is a win-win and will help students to feel motivated to keep trying when things are difficult. Let's recap. In this section, we talked about how to embed evidence-based pract literacy practices into your math block. They were one, use academic vocabulary to reinforce syllable division skills and practice blending by incorporating a choral blending routine. Two, model fluent reading of word problems and reinforce repeated readings by incorporating choral and partner reading of the same word problem. Three, have students engage in turn and talk opportunities that include sentence stems as this will give them authentic opportunities and build in for discussion and for authentic opportunities to use vocabulary and build in time for students to summarize what they learned incorporating that academic vocabulary. Four, help students become proficient at de determining importance by teaching them how to map a math problem using a graphic organizer or an acronym. This will also deepen their ability to make meaning when they're reading those math problems. And five, help students stay motivated by incorporating the previously mentioned literacy practices in order to help students experience success. In this episode, we talked about the what, the why, and the how of embedding evidence-based practices into your math block. If you are needing one-on-one -on -one support for yourself or you are wanting me to support your campus, book a discovery call. The link will be in the show notes or go to www.evamidalis.com and click on the Work With Me tab. Until next time. Thank you for taking a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirelas on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.